Hi, everybody. This is Jennifer Lee Levitz with Unleash the Power of Age. We're on a podcast today, and um, I have a very special guest. Her name is Michelle Ellix. Michelle is with the Registry of Motor Vehicles, and she runs several important workshops and um, seminars, would you call them? Yes. And uh, she's here today mostly to relate to seniors, of course, uh, but who knows what else we'll talk about. And I want to say hi, Michelle. Welcome. Well, thank you. I'm so glad we finally got you. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Jennifer. Thank you. Really? Um, I don't know where to start. Let's start with the program, and then I would like to backtrack a little and find out some more about you sure. once we hear about what you do, and I want, then I'll find out, well, how'd you get to do that? Uh, okay, that sounds okay, great. Okay, so I think the main, the main uh, program we want to discuss today is what is about the real ID. That's right, that's right. As you, as you know, um, the Registry of Motor Vehicles began issuing Last year, so March of 2018, we began issuing this federally compliant credential. Um, and, you know, when I say credential, it can take the form of either a driver's license or a Massachusetts ID card. So, but so part of the Homeland Security Act is this thing called the Real ID Act. Okay. And um, the Real ID Act was created, believe it or not, back in 2005 by the <laughs> Congress of 2005, not, right? So, so it's been around for a, a, quite a while. Um, but but the, the important date to really keep in mind, Jennifer, is October 1st, 2020, because on October 1st of the year 2020, um, the only way a person will be able to board an airplane to fly within the United States um, is by showing TSA either a real ID, compliant credential, or a valid passport, mm -hmm. Or a military ID, Department of Defense issued military ID. So okay. that's 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 probably the biggest, um, most important piece to remember is that day, October first, twenty twenty. If people plan on flying within the U.S., they are going to need this thing called a real ID. And we're excited that we're able to issue. In fact, we've been issuing real IDs for more than a year now. Um, so right. because we do anticipate quite a rush probably next as you can imagine um late summer of next year september it's going to sure. be kind of busy for us right 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 so um so that's coming down the pike the other now the other scenario where someone will need to have a real id or a valid passport is at uh secure federal office buildings such as such as a federal courthouse okay. um many of the social security administration buildings have really? a security desk at the entrance so really any federal office building that has a security desk at the entrance, um, the only way a person will be able to enter that building, again, starting October 1st, 2020, is by showing security a real ID or a valid passport 
or a military ID. Or a military yeah. ID. Yeah. So, and we have that all this, all this information is spelled out um, very clearly on our website, Jennifer, which is um, mass. Dot gov. Is it M-A or? M-A-S-S. It is M-A-S-S. M-A-S-S dot G-O-V. Dot G-O-V. Slash. Slash. R-M-V. Okay. And that if somebody wants specific information just on the real ID, um, there's another site they could go to as well, which is really helpful. And it's mass, M-A-S-S dot G-O-V slash ID. So it's more the, 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 the policy behind the Real ID Act, and um, it's the, the um, Office of Homeland Security links. So, so the ID website really is focused on that part of it. The registry side of that website is where a person could even begin to do a transaction. If someone was interested in renewing their driver's license or renewing their Massachusetts ID Can be card. done online? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe <laughs> depending, a few Right? <clears throat> depending that. on, first of all, um, if a person is interested in renewing their driver's license online, mm-hmm. they may be eligible mm-hmm. depending on how old the photo is, um, whether or not they renewed online the last time or the previous time. So, so right now, um, and the other thing is, you would not be able to renew your license online if you want to get the real ID. If you're interested in getting a real ID, that has to be done in person at either a Registry of Motor Vehicles service center or at a participating AAA office. Okay. So you can get yourself a real ID at either place, the registry or AAA. Okay, I'm going to interrupt for one second. Sure. There are still people who don't like to do things online. Is there a phone number to get information? There is a phone number to get information, uh, and I will be able to provide that for okay. you at the end of the program. Okay, that's but sure, terrific. we have a wonderful contact center, and, and we've got lots of reps um, standing by. However, you cannot renew a driver's license, nor can you renew an ID card over the phone. No, but you, you could c- find out you about sure it. You sure can. You sure can. You're right. You're right. You can renew your vehicle's registration, though, over the phone. We are you, able. Really? Yeah, you can do it through the mail by phone or in person or online. Again, just the vehicle registration. Okay. But for license renewals, that has to be done either in person or online. Now, here's one thing I have okay. to throw, throw in, too, as well. Um, beginning at age 75, a person will no longer be able to renew their driver's license online um, because that once we turn 75 here in Massachusetts, every time our license expires, which is every five years, we must come in person and take an eye test, take right. and pass an eye test. So, uh, so that's the thank other you. thing. That's yes, <laughs> right, right. That's what that's what Massachusetts policy requires. I, okay. Yeah. There, there was something you said uh, a few moments ago about being able to renew a uh, driver's license online. But it seems to me, now this is leading up to a question, that these are not inexpensive things to do. And that why would you do one for that's going to have to be redone before the end of next year? So um, 
I guess that it's expensive, and you can tell me how expensive it is. Okay, sure. So in order to, uh, to – the cost to renew a driver's license here in Massachusetts is $50. Okay. And you've got that driver's license for, for five years. Okay. So every five years, you have to pay $50 to renew the driver's license. Not bad. Yeah, for a Massachusetts ID card, now that's half the cost of what a driver's license costs. So to renew or to even apply for – a Massachusetts ID card, it costs $25. Okay. So again, you've got that for five years. So those are the costs uh, associated with renewing. Um, now, here's a scenario, and I get a lot of questions about this. Um, let's say a person just renewed her driver's license back in 2018. Okay. okay. So two years ago, just renewed, well, last year, renewed their driver's license. <clears throat> Excuse me. And at the time, they weren't sure whether they wanted the real ID or not. So they maintained and kept their standard level of credential, renewed it, and they've got it for five years. And today they decide, I want to get that real ID, but I'm not eligible to renew it anytime soon, right? Because you've got the, yeah, when we issue a driver's eligible? license. Well, yeah, because um, you're not able to renew your driver's license until... Um, 12 months prior to the expiration date, <gasps> right? Yeah. Know. Yeah. So Whoa. you have to, yeah. So you're not, you may not be eligible to renew because if you just renewed it last year, you've got that license for five years. So it won't expire technically until, um, 2023, right? So if you want the real ID, you can absolutely come on in and, and get that real ID, but all we can do is replace your standard with that. You'll come in and do what's called a replacement. You won't be eligible to renew yet because, again, your license isn't going to expire for about three years. Um, but you can come in. If you want the real ID today okay. and you're not eligible at any time to renew within the next 12 months, we can replace your standard driver's license with a real ID driver's license and that's going to cost a $25 okay. replacement fee, okay. okay? So that's the only caveat okay. to, you know, when we talk about fees, yes, you can certainly, re when you renew your driver's license, you can turn it into a real ID and just pay the renewal fee, which is $50. That's if you're eligible to renew anytime soon. I'm still flabbergasted okay. by that. Yeah. I I had this imagined, imagined yeah. thing that, well, you could just go in and get a license whenever you wanted right. to do it. Right. Now, oh, my now, God. Well, you, can, you, can't, you cannot go in and renew anytime you want. You have to be with, within that renewal window, which is 12 months prior to the expiration date. Okay. Well, yeah. we learned so something there you go. unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some more. Here we go. <laughs> All right, so um, real ID, real ID, real ID. Um, hmm, boy, all kinds of things about federal government and the Homeland Security are swimming through my brain and how this changes just the raggedy old Massachusetts driver's license. Now it has to be federally 
approved in if, some way? What is that? If, yeah. Well, if a person wants to get that federally compliant credential called right. the Real ID and sort of look at your driver's license, if it is a Real ID federally compliant driver's license, you'll see there's a little white star in the top right-hand corner. So that tells security that, yes, this is a federally compliant credential. This person has provided extra documentation in order to get that real ID. So that is where um, this wonderful checklist that the registry um, produced, our training department, put together a really useful, I think, checklist that uh, I presented at the Rose Baker Senior Center, and um, we did a Real ID workshop there recently, and everyone got a checklist, and that really helps you um, identify which document you need in order to renew, because there are, based on the Real ID Act, there are some new requirements, Jennifer, that um, that are um, they're required in order to renew a person's driver's license. Let, so. Let's go. Through, can we okay. go through them verbally, sure. not just just sure, sure, sure. So first of all, in order to renew a driver's license, now a person must prove that he or she. Um, is lawfully present here in the United States. Okay. So we, we all need to prove if we want to apply for a driver's license or apply for a Massachusetts ID card, or even if we currently hold a driver's license or an ID card and I want to renew it, I must prove lawful presence and date of birth one time, okay? And so the way one does that is there, again, the Real ID Act has... Um, identified more than 11 documents that a person could use. You only have to use one, uh, but there are 11 to choose from. So for instance, a valid U.S. passport, okay, um, a valid U.S. passport card, um, an original U.S. birth certificate, um, a consular report of birth abroad, um, a green card, otherwise mm-hmm. known as a re- um, permanent resident card, a uh, temporary stamp in a foreign passport, an employment authorization document, a refugee travel document, um, and so, so so you can you know the list is quite extensive: a certificate of naturalization, a certificate of citizenship. So this checklist, like I said, it, it lists all of the documents a person could choose from in order to prove lawful presence. I actually heard of a woman who who ran into a problem because her naturalization papers had her name spelled differently. Ah, yes. Okay. Okay. What can someone do about something like that? That's a good question. Okay. So there, uh, in that situation, if the name on your lawful presence document does not match your current name, you in order to um, in order to get a real ID, you do have to prove that you have changed your name. So right. So again, the Real ID Act requires that. So if you come into the registry or to AAA and you hand us a let's say a birth certificate that may show your maiden name, but since then you've changed your name. And if you want the Real ID you will have to provide a marriage certificate that was issued by the municipality. You may have to provide a divorce decree because if there's a series of name changes, 
each name change must be um, proven if you want the real ID. Um, a court document would also suffice. Um, so if I change my name from Michelle to Marianne, and I want the real ID, I would have to show that court document that proves I changed my name. That's so amazing. that's if you want the real ID. But keep in mind, not everybody is going to want a real ID. Folks that do not plan on flying, folks that have no need to go into a federal office building, well, they don't need a real ID. Or, or, or people who have a passport already and they, they intend on keeping that passport valid, well, you don't need a real ID. So that's, that's the thing. So we want people to remember that the real ID is not required of everyone. It all depends on what a person's plans are after October 1st, 2020. So if they plan on flying within the U.S. and they don't have a passport, that's the person that's going to need okay. a real ID. Okay. Okay. But if they don't plan on flying and if they don't have any need to get into a federal office building... They may never need a real ID. Wow. Okay, so that's a, that's the thing. And that's why some folks that arrive come to the registry in order to renew their driver's license if they haven't had the chance to hear about the real ID or listen to your program or come to a, a community center and learn about the real ID. They have no idea whether or not they want the real ID. Right. They have to do some homework first, and that's why we're really – thankful for the opportunity to talk to you and to spread the word about how to learn more about the real ID. Well, we, you know, um, at the Rose Baker Senior Center, we really try to cover all the bases. Lucy Sheehan, our, our executive director, we love Lucy. Oh, she's great. Isn't she is she great? wonderful. I yeah. Know. She's invited me back a couple times, so we've We've been able right. to reach so many residents. Really, she likes to make sure that everyone has all the information they need to to be able to live the fullest life that that we can. Right. It and this is the kind of information that's important. And here with a podcast, we can share it with as many people as as we as possible. Great. So that is a, wonderful. It's a good win-win. That's wonderful. All right. So. I would like to know more, a little bit more about you, Michelle. Okay, sure. Could, could you tell us, for instance, I mean, it's an interesting job that you have. How did you get? To, how it did you is, get into this job? Oh, it's a it's a fabulous. I love my job, Jennifer. I can't even tell you. Um, how did I get into this job? I actually. Um, Went to Northeastern University okay. and graduated from Northeastern years ago um, through Boston Bouvet. And Boston Bouvet is the College of um, Health Sciences. So I, I learned a lot about human development and aging. Um, and then my first internship out of college was actually not related to the Registry of Motor Vehicles. It was a marketing job. But then a friend of mine began working for the registry and said, you know what, we have a training and education um, department that I think you would like. And at the time, I was um, 
I was pregnant with my first child, so and and it was a part-time position. So oh, that's kind of how I great, yeah, great, that's great. how I st- kind of stumbled in. And I did work part-time many years while my kids were growing up, and then became full-time because now they're all grown and out of the house and out of college. And um, and I'm I'm thrilled to be able to do this job. And as I said, my 19th year, and I cannot believe it. But but the registries community outreach program goes from one end of the state to the other. So I am traveling from the Berkshires well, to the Cape. I can attest North Shore, it. South Shore. How hard it was to get yeah. you out of your busy schedule <laughs> oh, to I know. come and talk yeah, with yeah, us. Yeah, well, thank you for your patience. But, uh, but yeah, it, there's a lot. You know, the registry, um, as you know, is... Um, has is a far-reaching agency. You know, we, we do a lot between licensing and ID cards and and um, registrations for for motor vehicles and disability placards oh. and you know you name it. And that's just scratching the surface. And we work with insurance agents and law enforcement officials. And we're the we're really the informant when it comes to what the Massachusetts laws are in terms of. Um, you know, driving and road safety and vehicle safety and all of that, or compliance. So, so a lot of times I think people think we make the laws. We don't. We we are we're really the informant and the educator. And yes, sometimes the enforcer. We do suspend and revoke licenses. That's part of it. But does um, the registry do the transponders for the? The registry service centers do have transponders, and a person could come in and apply for a transponder. We do not oversee the transponder program, though, no, although that is part of MassDOT, but it's MassDOT's Easy Pass or Easy Drive department. Okay, department So, yes, again, you could go online. You probably could link right from our website to MassDOT's Easy Pass website. So is... This is a little backwards, I think. So is the registry part of the Department of Transportation? Yes, we are. That's where the Homeland Security comes yes, in, too. Yes, we okay. are. Yes, okay. we, we come under the Department of Transportation. So, okay. Okay. so the you know, our um, years ago, we, we came under public safety, I believe, but then many, many years ago, we were transitioned back. And in fact, we've come full circle, believe it or not, because I believe when the registry first began back in 1925, (laughs) we were part of the highway department back then. So so it's interesting. Um, So yeah, yeah, we've got quite a history. Okay, so you got this lovely job that you enjoy thoroughly, and your background was in exactly what you're doing now, but I'm sure it, it informs what you oh, do Oh, it now. does. It really does. Because when you think about driving, and, and in addition to the Real ID workshops, I do a program, the registry offers a program called Shifting Gears, and it's all about older driver safety. And when you look at driver fitness, it mm. really has a, so much to do with how we age and, and human development and what happens. And unfortunately, around the age of 75, the crash rate begins to increase for older drivers. And up until age 75, older drivers have a relatively low crash rate, and that's a good thing. But then um, due to functional impairments and changes in vision and maybe maybe a slower reaction time and a few other things thrown into the mix, maybe some other medical 
conditions or medications. A lot of factors come into play, but around the age of 75 is when the crash rate begins to increase. So it's important to think about driver fitness, driver safety, um, and, and we talk a lot about what some of the warning signs of unsafe driving are, how to keep yourself safe on the road, how to regulate your driving, how to think about not driving, you know, the whole driving conversation. Oh, God, I can't imagine. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> right? God. Right? But, you know, we plan for everything, don't we, in life? But we do need to plan for not driving because I believe it was MIT and AAA and maybe AARP, but I'm not sure about AARP, so don't quote me on that one. But MIT and AAA have come up with some research that shows that we will most likely live 7 to 10 years longer then we're safe to drive. So that, and here in Massachusetts, the license holder is responsible for making sure he and he or she is safe to operate. So it's really all the liability falls on the license holder. Oh so it's, I think it's really important. It's part of the driving conversation is, what am I gonna do when I stop driving? How am I going to get around? What's available in my community? And that's where the Rose Baker Center comes in. And, Absolutely. And the other councils on aging and the uh, area agency service providers are have just been amazing. And the regional transit councils. I know uh, CADA, is it the Cape Ann Transit Authority? Here, here's sure. They, the local um, is CADA. You know, it's, it's really important to be to know what's available. So, so driving is part of the piece, but <laughs> mobility, I think, is really what's important. Sure, you want to be right? able to still, right. we just had our brain fitness fair today at Rose Baker, <gasps> and all of that is, it relates to driving. You, your brain has to be fit you have to be physically fit. You have to be mentally. You are so right. Emotionally. You have right. to be f well in order to be able to drive. So true. That's so <laughs> true. When you were talking about what happens to people over 75, one of the things that occurred to me is that we shrink. <laughs> you know, we can't right. see over the hood as well as we used to. Oh we can't reach goodness. the pedals the way we used to. I know how dangerous that can be. It so. can. But there are, there, are, there are maybe some simple fixes as well. You know, it's nice that the auto manufacturers now make driver's seats that not only move forward and but, backward, right? But up, they go up, down. Um, you know, the, I think there's a wedge-shaped driving cushion that's that's uh, available that someone could purchase in order to get up a little higher. A car fit is a wonderful. I was just going to say, do you know about that's car fit? Fabulous. Oh, you talk. You tell. Oh, it. car fit it. is wonderful. Car fit is a program, and it's a partnership between Triad. Yeah, it's, it's part of Triad. It is. It is, and it um, comes from. Research by Occupational Therapy Association, and I know AAA has been really involved in it. But CarFit well, is it's a program. The, it's the marshal, it's the uh, sheriffs, and yes. the fire departments and the police departments that that sponsor a triad organization in a community. And one of their programs is CarFit, F-I-T. And you drive right to the program. You right? go right there. And I've done it. Text me too. And they made such good um, suggestions. Right. You know, minor changes to the angle of your side mirrors. 
angling the driver's seat, tilting the steering wheel a certain way. There, you know, I loved that program. Sure. It's a great program. It, it's and it's free. And it's free. And it's right? free. Right. So Perfect. through your um, local, you can find out about it through your local police or fire department or your senior center. Not all senior centers have triad. We do at Rose Baker. Our triad is is newly again very active, and um, it, it's a, it's a terrific uh, way to ensure uh, that you're driving well, fit that you're fit to drive, and that your car fits you. That's key. It that was key. it it was. It was a lovely thing to, to do. I'm very glad that I did it. I'm so glad you went. I, I enjoyed it, too. I went to one, not in Gloucester, but in another, closer to my town, and mm-hmm. it was at one of the local hospitals right in the parking lot. So it was great. And that reminds me, if I um, could just mention that if a person um, no longer drives, well, and if... Uh, it's really important that everyone has some form of identification, right? So if a person no longer drives, they certainly could um, turn that driver's license into a Massachusetts ID okay. card. And I that's think this important, a, too. I think this could be our last little bit of information, that, of course, people don't have to have a driver's license. Right. You can have that's right. an ID, and, and that's a pretty handy thing to have. Sure is. It sure is. Yeah, and it's issued at the registry or online or in the same way. You would yes, you would have to apply for a mass ID in person at the registry of motor vehicles. Okay, so the so the initial application for a mass ID has to be done in person at the registry of motor vehicles. But once you've been issued the ID, the next time it expires. You might even be able to renew it online. You might be able to renew it okay. at AAA. So it okay. all depends. Um, but yeah, it's so important for someone to have a valid form of identification. If you stopped driving years ago and you've let your license expire, you're not going to be able to open up a bank account or apply for housing or even pick up medicine, right? If your driver's license That's has right. expired, you have to have a current ID. You do, you Michelle. Do. I cannot believe that we just blew through my TV show time. Um, so I thank you so much oh. for for being here. We're going to have to do another show because I want to hear about what you have to do to get the um, placards, the disability placards. Of course. And that whole realm is another thing. Um, Thank you so much. Oh, it was, was, it was fun. Fun. <laughs> it was fun. Great, thanks. Thank you.